Two Geeks, Two Beers podcast. Nerdy obsessions, drunken ramblings with Morgan Jeffrey and Tom Eames. Take one family, one ordinary seaside town. Crazy things do happen around here. Magical mixes of manure, musical ghosts, underpants with special powers, a machine that can zap people faster, slower and freeze. There's that skeleton in the loo, lipstick to attract kisses, oh! and a gum leaf that caused a war. These are just some of the weird and wonderful elements of these funny original stories. And to cap it off, every episode has a surprising twist at the end. Ah! Round the twist. Mystery. Adventure. Tons of fun, plus a little of the bizarre. Yeah, be happy. That's all, folks. Have you ever, ever felt like this? Have strange things happened? Are you going round the twist? So people of a certain age, i.e. hours, uh, will instantly be transported to another time when hearing those lines and will uh, also probably argue that it was the finest TV theme tune of all time. And any other suggestion is just ludicrous. Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Geeks, Two Beers with me, Tom and Morgan. Hello. And yes, we're going back to the 90s once more. And this time it's the kids TV favourite, Round the Twist. Instant memories of Round the Twist? Instant memories. Uh, you mentioned the theme tune. Yeah. Of course, the iconic theme tune. Yeah. And I remember the theme tune. <laughs> yeah, we all do. Yeah, yeah. we all... We, I, I mean, yeah. yeah, we all remember the theme yeah. tune, of course. Yeah. Um, that, that's it. Yeah. That's all, that's, that's all I've well, got. But, but the thing that... I, I feel like I watched a lot of Round the Twist yeah. uh, as a kid in the 90s. Ten, yeah. Um, yeah. Perhaps not religiously. No. But I, I, I watched a fair few episodes. Yeah. And yet, I have retained nothing. Again, I have retained yeah. naught. Um, I remember the theme tune. Yeah. I remember the title sequence, probably yeah. because yeah. I've revisited it uh, more recently. But um, yeah, no, I've no nothing. No, I, I got nothing for you. I'm afraid. This is the weird thing. Yeah. I feel like it was this. It sums up the show because Round the Twist is is fantastical and and, yeah. and strange and you know all this kind of stuff. And I correct feel... me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it was like not an anthology series, but like every episode was like a new story. Yeah, there wasn't really like. A story arc as Not such. necessarily, no. No. But what was weird about it is, yeah, obviously know the theme tune really well. Of course. I remember it off my yeah. heart. Like, yeah, yeah. I could, literally I could I could sing it and, from the beginning. You know, and I can remember like the lighthouse. Yeah, 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 there was a lighthouse. I feel like there was a little ginger kid. Yeah. yeah. But like, can't remember, I couldn't no, remember much more about nothing. it. Until I started nothing. researching and go, oh yeah, I remember yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. And I feel like, I just sort of kind of forgot that there was this whole supernatural element. What? Yeah. What did you think it was? Well, no, I just, I sort of, I think I was getting confused with like Heartbreak High and all that kind of melodramatic drama, you know, teen drama that we used to watch in the mid in the mid nineties. Yeah. And then, yeah. and as I was watching, I was like, oh, oh yeah. What? So you, you just thought it was it was some Aussie teen yeah. drama set in a lighthouse? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. well, they say it's yeah. rather twist, but really, it's. it's but pretty, I wonder if I was just a bit of a a strange soul where maybe I just sort of watched it loved the theme tune yeah. and then didn't really pay attention for the rest of, of the show <laughs> and switched off and it's yeah. like there's so many shows like that Funny Bones yeah you remember the theme tune and the intro yeah remember anything else about it Funny Bones Funny no wait that's um In the Dark Dark House I was. I, I think I was doing Lemmy Winks from South Park <laughs> um, yeah yeah uh, it's the two skeletons right it's two yeah skeleton fellas and a dog skeleton yeah 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 do you remember anything about the show itself I definitely watched loads of it yeah don't remember any of it no no 
I feel like we loved the intro yeah, and yeah, just yeah. forgot about the rest that of it. That speaks to the, the, the power of, of, of music yes. and a good introduction. Good However, yeah. researching it, it all came flooding back. So at, probably at, will for you as well. This is it. As you as you go through yeah. this episode, I will... I, will, I mean, it's been 30-odd years. To be fair. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Will, like, do, do you remember everything from 30 years ago in your life? No, back off. <laughs> we did, we, 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 we've done the research. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Anyway, coming up. Yeah. How Round the Twist's cast changes were as supernatural as the show itself. Well, as as supernatural? Yes. All right. You heard. I hold you to that. How the Twist kids have a very strange concept of parenting. Right. Well, I'm sure you'll come back to it, but are they called like the yeah. Twist family? Yeah, yeah. Didn't even realise yeah. that. Oh, okay, yeah, so it's, yeah, like, it's like a pun title. Yeah. All right. And the surprising singer of the famous theme tune. Oh. Which we'll his- listen to now, shall we? Shall we put it on? Get out of the way. Yeah, let's just, just do it. Yeah, come on. Okay. It's what everyone's waiting for. Okay, let's do it. Ready? <laughs> so I remember that bit. Always. Yeah. Funky. Lighthouse. Yeah. It's just so good. So 90s. Genuine banger. Yeah. The script consultant was called Esben yeah. Storm. Great name. Great name. Yeah. Back and vocals are great. Are going round the twist? I always remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, zoom into his zoom little in. into his little mouth. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Like too good. Like it, it has no right to be that good. Did not, as as the kids say, did not need to go that hard. No. No. And what annoyed me about it? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But they never released it as a single. Did they not? No. Think of you'd all, know better than me. You know, over the years, all the TV shows over, over time, who yeah. they were like, oh, I've released a, released this as a single. Yeah. And like, like even like Vandervalk from the seventies. Oh, that's a number no, one. No, that's a it's, banger. It's great, to be fair, it's great, that is a banger. Like, it's no round the twist though, is it? Yeah. And did you know as well? The round the twist theme tune mm. was later sampled mm. by Dr. Dre and Snoop. Dogg. <laughs> no, that's no, no, it's not. It's not true. Uh, listen back to our last episode if you don't want to talk about. Anyway, so in case you didn't know, yeah, round the twist is was an Australian children's comedy drama TV series that ran from. And this blew my mind. Yeah. 1989 to 2001. Oh, that feels like. We'll get on with that. Yeah, feels like. So yeah. I just, I'm still, I'm still quite entertained by the fact that you were like Australian. It's probably just like heartbreak high. I imagine heartbreak, <laughs> heartbreak high in a lighthouse. Same thing, wasn't it? Yeah, Drazic in a lighthouse. <laughs> Drazic. Drazic. So niche. <laughs> it follows the adventures. It's, it's niche until we do an episode on it, which we will. Yeah. It follows the adventures of the Twist family who move from the city to a lighthouse in a coastal town called Port Naranda. Uh, here, they encounter various supernatural phenomena, such as ghosts, magic, time travel, and mythical creatures, right up your street. The series is based on the short stories of Paul Jennings, who oh. also co-created and co-created the show with Esben Storm and Patricia Edgar. Esben Storm. Yeah, what Incredible. Uh, so the series was written by Paul Jennings who agreed to work with Esben Storm a director and actor he agreed to work with him he's like I'm, I'm Esben Storm and he's like well I'll, I need Esben Storm I'll obviously work with you you're called Esben Storm um, who had collaborated with Patricia Edgar on other t- uh, children's shows the first series was set in a lighthouse by the sea and then they used Jennings short stories as the basis for the episodes sometimes combining two stories to make the plots more interesting I feel uh, like yeah. I feel like at the time like uh, Fraggle Rock yeah. Round the twist. Yeah. 
Um, what a lighthouse based. Uh, I was going to say Jonathan Creek, and then I remember that's a windmill, and it not, ah, not a lighthouse. Thing. But like, yeah. certainly, you know, it's weird that it happened twice. Did Okie Doke have a lighthouse? Am I just which one's Okie Doke? Okie Doke. Which one's Okie Doke? He was like a, an acorn figure, like Charlie Chalk, but he had his. Oh really? Yeah. No, I I'm don't. sure he lived in a lighthouse. I feel like, similar. Anyway. I feel like certainly in the '90s there were more shows set in lighthouses yeah. than now. No. Missing a missing a trick, aren't they? <laughs> Uh, Edgar wanted the series to appeal to Australian children, so she made sure that the stories focused on a family with three main child characters, Pete, Linda, and Bronson, who had Bron- equal roles in those episodes. Bronson. Bronson. Great name. I feel I feel like they sort of start off with Pete. You're like, oh, yeah. Linda. Yeah. Oh, slightly unusual for a for a child, but okay. Bronson. Bronson. Yeah. Sure. Esben's like <laughs> Well, that's a perfectly reasonable, reasonable name. <laughs> yeah. Bron- Bronson. He's like, yeah, but you're called you're called Esben, to be fair. <laughs> she also wanted the cast to have a balance of genders. Uh, she told Storm to make the series funny and adventurous, but also realistic and relatable to the children's feelings and problems. So Jellings uh, later told The Guardian, uh, when I was writing the stories, I was a single father of four, four kids who lived in a house on the edge of uh, Wild Sea Cliff, Interesting. I wonder where he got that inspiration from. Uh, the Twist family was based on my own real-life family. Uh, the fact that we already had about 50 well-worked short stories to pick from for the series meant that uh, we hit the ground running with the scripts. Um, so very much an autobiographical tale. Except without all the ghosts and yeah. time travel. And well, I hope so. I would presume. Uh, so Around the Twist was produced by Edgar for the um, ACTF in 1989. The series was shown in more than 70 countries. Uh, by different channels such as Fox Kids in the USA, BBC One in the UK, and Nickelodeon, uh, CBC in Canada, France Two, uh, CDF in Germany, Network Two in Ireland, and NHK in Japan. In terms of the plot, the Twist family lives in a lighthouse in Port Noranda, a fictional town on the wild coast of Southwest Victoria. Uh, the family consists, consists of Tony, a widowed sculptor, and his three children, Pete and Linda, who are fourteen-year-old twins, and Bronson, who is eight years old. And in each episode, the Twist Kids experience strange and magical adventures. And again, I I don't really... Is it a case where the kids get involved in all the supernatural stuff and the parents are like, nah, we don't believe you, or are they they in on it? They're in on it. It's mostly the kids getting involved in the adventures. But the parents parents are like, like, oh, what are you talking about? It's not like a secret from that. Okay, yeah. It's very much like... um, It's like the supernatural 90s equivalent of the OC, where there was like an adult version, an adult... Storylines going on, yeah, 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 drama, and the the younger storylines, yeah, going yeah, on, yeah, and they they mix. The dad was very much the the, 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 the Sandy the, Cohen, the Australian Sandy Cohen, <laughs> yeah, living but living in a lighthouse. So the characters were Tony Twist, the dad, is a widower uh, with a kind heart who maintains a romantic interest in Bronson school teacher Miss James, and regularly embarrasses the Twist children. It says it. Uh, Pete Twist is Linda's fourteen year old twin brother who occasionally goes out with his classmate. Uh, Fiona. Along with Linda, he enjoys teasing his younger brother Bronson. Uh, Pete finds himself in embarrassing situations and is often under siege from Gribble Jr. and his gang. So, uh, yeah, Gribble was like Gribble. The, the, the dickhead of, of like the Biff Tannen of yeah. Anna Twist. Yeah. Uh, Linda Twist, his 14-year-old twin sister, who whose interests include feminism, <laughs> environmentalism, and judo. <laughs> sure. It was the 90s. She enjoys picking on her younger brother. They, they love picking on Bronson. Poor, Poor Bronson. Poor yeah. Bronson. Um, she takes life quite seriously and tries to bring a sense of normality to her family who sometimes go out of control. Uh, she also has a strong sense of justice, um, knows what is too far and is prepared to go out of her way to achieve it. She is the most mature and spiritual of the Twist Kids. Well, she has a sense of justice, but not when she's picking on Paul Bronson. Nah, no, that's fine. Yeah. Easy pickings at that point. <laughs> Bronson Twist is the twins' eight-year-old younger brother. He is obsessed with food and odours. <laughs> says here, and uses comedic malapropisms. Oh, yeah. 
I love a, I love a malapropism. You can barely say malapropism. I can barely say it. Yeah. Such, a, such as confusing yeah. widower with windower. What an idiot. <laughs> what an idiot. No, but he says he loves them, so I think he's doing it on purpose, right? Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's, <laughs> he just can't help himself. He's like, oh, mum's died. Let's have, <laughs> let's have a laugh. Hey, dad. You're a windower. You're, you're a windower, and they're like, oh. Ah, that's so Bronson. No wonder they beat him up. <laughs> as the youngest of the family, he often feels left out of what his older siblings are doing. Yeah, we're leave, leaving you out because you're making really like off-colour yeah, jokes, just, Bronson. Like, Not the time. Leave it. <laughs> and tags along their adventures despite the possibility of danger or ridicule. <laughs> On a, I like that. He tags along despite the fact that... It might be ridiculed. He might get killed by a ghost. Or, or worse. Take the piss out. I might be ridiculed. On a few occasions, he is treated as older than his age, such as, we'll get onto this, in series one, where he is expected to take full responsibility for a green baby he found a cabbage patch. He just becomes, becomes a parent at eight years old. And wow. it's like, yeah, it's your responsibility now. You've got to deal with it. Uh, then you've got uh, Helen Nell Rickards, uh, the old woman who lives in the cottage next door, whose brother Tom had been the former lighthouse keeper. He, her father, mother and sister died when the ship they were on sunk. A bit dark. Uh, the family's spirits, as well as Tom's, haunt the lighthouse. Oh. Uh, then Harold Gribble, a greedy real estate agent, a one-time Senate candidate. Oh, Gribble, Gribble Senior. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like in the Goonies, isn't there? Like um, the the you know the 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 jock who's trying to get yeah, who's his dad's like the guy who's like yeah, yeah, yeah. ruining everything. Yeah. Um. Uh. And then yeah, his son James Gribble, uh, the no, uh, who was the bully at school. And then their friends, Rabbit and Tiger. Rab, rabbit, and t- rabbit and Tiger. And then uh, uh, Miss James, the school teacher. Yeah, who Tony, interest Tony, for Tony. Tony likes a bit of you. Yeah. So each series of Round the Twist had 13 episodes. Every episode had its own story. Uh, but there was also something that appeared in every episode of each series, like an object or character. Oh. The thing, that thing was mysterious and important and was explained and solved in the last episode of each series. Oh, so there was a little bit of a story. A little bit, yeah. yeah okay. Uh, the Twist family often had problems with Harold Gribble. <laughs> I love that. Often had problems with him. A greedy and mean businessman and his family. Uh, Gribble wanted to take the lighthouse from the Twists and make it into a place for tourists. This happened a lot in the first series. And also, uh, it says, happened a lot in the first series and then again in the third and fourth series. So they sort of didn't bother with in the second they, series. They, they, dropped, like, they dropped the uh, the, the Gribble. Thing. Yeah, they were like, do you know what? Season two. Bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> should, should we uh, go through some highlights, uh, highlighted episodes? Yes. About the series. Yeah. So... Um, so Spaghetti Pig Out, right? What the episode's called? Yeah, this is the one where the Twist TV remote gets struck by lightning. Yeah, and lets them control people's actions. They have fun with it until the bully Gribble gets it and uses it to cheat in a spaghetti eating contest. Because if you're going to use it, yeah, that's where you're going to use it. And is there is there any explanation for why this is some this lighthouse is some sort of like nexus for the supernatural or I think just don't worry about it it's I guess just, sure yeah okay. it's just just the yeah. way it is yeah okay um, but his plan backfires when his friend Rabbit eats too much too much too fast and throws up on everyone sure uh, Pete wins the contest and gets his revenge so let's have a let's have a little look at this <laughs> So Rabbit's mate has pressed fast forward on the remote and now he's just eating spaghetti in a ridiculous rate. No one's questioning how he's doing this, but yeah. Oh, I have never seen anything like this before. That's my boy! Sign with me! A 
<laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> He's just like, what the hell? <laughs> oh. Belly's busting out, yeah. popping his buttons. Vomiting spaghetti over all the crowd. Let's make a lot of spaghetti. For I don't feel like I don't feel like you would you would get that in a kids show. No. A kids show these days. Oh right, I've got I've got a lot of thoughts about that. Okay. Um, one, perhaps I'm just not au fait enough with Australian culture. But is a spaghetti eating contest like? Yeah, is that a thing? Is that, is that a common At thing? At school? <laughs> school. Also, I love the fact that was episode 15 of season one. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, already got to that. Right. So we've got this family. They live in a lighthouse yeah. and all kinds of like remote control creep. But they're like all kinds of like creepy supernatural occurrences happen around them. And it's like by episode fifteen, they're like, "There's a remote control that can make someone eat spaghetti really fast, and then they vomit everywhere." That's, that, that's where they've got to by episode fifteen. It's funny though. Thinking about that, I remember vividly. I don't know what it was. It was in school. Yeah, I think I was in like the high school bit at this point, and there was like it must have been for charity. It must have been like a charity day where we were all doing things you know and it was in the sports hall yeah. and it was like a donut eating contest I remember vividly oh yeah because this... of course you went to you went to um, <laughs> high school in the American in, in the American Pie films what are you talking about yeah I remember... see I because I, I, I went to a normal school where we just oh, yeah. we just like went to lessons and stuff yeah. but you, you went to a this school like you, went to a, you, went, you went to a school that was in like Saved by the Bell or <laughs> Student Bodies and, uh, and you and, and Dan Malibu Beach yeah and yeah there was a day where you had a, 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 a donut eating contest. All I remember there was a donut sure. eating contest. You, you literally went to school in a 90s teen sitcom. Yeah. All right. There was a kid called Keith. Yeah. And he, and he ate, he, he had ate like five or six donuts. <laughs> and I remember saying to my mate, I was like, that's not, this isn't going to end well. It's going to have a, a, a Bruce bog trot. I remember vividly him yeah. just throwing up yeah. in front of everyone and me going, that's the end of his life. <laughs> Yeah. That is, you can't, yeah. can't come back from that. No. But that's all I remember him for. Keith, yeah. So Six donuts, Keith. So you could say this was, you know, realistic. Um, you could if you lived a ridiculous life like you did, apparently. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> it was like we did this every day. It was like, I'm sure it was end of term. I'm sure oh, it was, right. I'm sure it was like... Yeah, it might end of term. They just wheeled out like a TV on wheels <laughs> and we, we watched Shrek. We didn't... <laughs> we didn't Watch the video and shut up. <laughs> anyway, next episode. <sighs> the Cabbage Patch Fib. Yeah. The one where Bronson finds a green baby in a cabbage patch and he th and thinks he is the father. Why does he think he's the father? No, they think, the baby thinks he is the father. I think you said he thinks he's the father. Uh, well, it's like, baby might be a he. What, what's Bronson been up to? Like shagging some cabbages? <laughs> Bronson has trouble taking care of the baby yeah, and going to school at the same time. He's eight, what do you expect? Yeah. He tries to give the baby back to the cabbage patch and then the mother is like angry at him and takes it away. I was like, what? I was looking after it. He's having a marital dispute. Uh, Tony Twist tells Bronson the truth about where babies come from and he says it's the chimney. That's that's good parenting, isn't it? Oh, like... From yeah, like the stalk, stalk. Sort of situation. Yeah, well, I mean... I mean, 
he's, he's living in a world where cabbage patches just give him green yeah. babies. Anyway, so this is where he's um, giving the baby back and doesn't oh. go to plan. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Maybe we could take it to a child psychiatrist. What do they do? Fix up kids with problems. I'm the one with the problem. How's father only seven years old? But I love that no one else is going, it's all right, you find yourself in this situation, but we'll take, we'll take care. It's like, no, 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 yeah. Bronson is, sorry. It, it's a Bronson storyline yeah. this week. So essentially a cabbage is opening up. It's just painted a baby green. All right, it's a giant, giant cabbage. Yeah, already building the suspense here. Yeah. Right, get on with it. <laughs> this woman come out of the cabbage. Yeah. Bad mother, if you ask me. Wondering where the baby was this entire time. Taking the baby off, Bronson. Yeah. We don't want you, baby. I'm going to go at him. Bronson's been looking after your baby. Why have you got a microphone? Where did that come from? It's like the, the Cabbage Patch press. Yeah, look. Yeah. Did they spot that before? You got, got a camera crew. What's going on here? I think they're like, they, they think they've kidnapped the baby. So whatever society is going on within the giant cabbage. Wow. Big news story in Cabbage Land. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite sad. It's quite sad. Why are you being so mean to my boy Bronson? I know. I've already, I've already turned a, done a 180 on Bronson. <laughs> you love Bronson. I feel bad for him now. Love a bit of Bronson. Uh, next up, uh, Lucky Lips. Now, this is the one where Pete gets a magic lipstick from Madame Fortune and makes every girl he looks at fall in love with him. Now, uh, I'm sure if we watched this, mm, this would have been the dream. <laughs> yeah, but it feels like it's going to... But it date... backfires. Oh, okay. Severely, yeah. to the point where he wants to kiss this girl called Fiona that he likes at school. Yeah. However, he ends up kissing other girls that he's yeah. not trying to kiss include, yeah. but including his fully grown teacher oh, I thought you were going to say his sister <laughs> and his sister oh, no. and even a pig at one point a pig? yeah female pig sees him and kisses him don't worry oh, about right. it but yeah this is part of the plot and you see it the teacher who's you know probably in her 30s yeah. just snogging a guy what? in school well yeah, they filmed it yeah yeah it's in there oh no and then his teacher uh, his sister does yeah. it as well and his, his classmates can't believe it at least with at least with big she wasn't like well, no, actually, she did make out with Tom Hanks, didn't she? Yeah. But he wasn't—he wasn't a kid at the time. She didn't know. No. Yeah. This. Well, she doesn't. This is weird. It's a weird. bit weird. It's weird that they filmed it as well as <laughs> they actually did it. Well, I'm guessing—I'm guessing the guy playing this—the the, 14-year-old isn't actually 14, but maybe he was. Let's just turn to page 15, and we'll discuss it later. So he's uh, he, he's trying on the old lipstick. Yeah. Class. So the girl he likes is walking out. Right. He wants to look back Fiona. and see Fiona. That's creepy. But instead he's seen her friend by accident who he doesn't fancy. So it's just any any woman he locks eyes with. Yeah. Well that was bound they, to that was they, bound to go wrong. And they can't can't contain themselves. No. Jill. Peace. Do what I can do. He's just being mauled by all these women. All the women. I love that this kid just has to commentate everything. Do it, 
She's yeah, there's a sister. She's got Freddy's Oh, oh come on now. There's a teacher. She's sucking face with twist. She's still sucking face with twist. Probably kissing him as well, if not. Pete Twist because he's not a bad looking chap no but, but, they're acting but like he is but he is a, a sexual deviant who uses well, yeah, magic lipstick yeah. to but like also the other the, the bullies yeah. who are like taking the piss out yeah. of him, you wouldn't be taking the piss out of him you'd be like he's my god he's making out with the teacher and <laughs> yeah. all the girls in class yeah, and they're yeah, all yeah. They're just taking the piss out of him yeah just narrate Pete, Pete should be there going well you know yeah. I can't but, you know they're just narrating his life being like oh my god what's going on here <laughs> sucking face with twist <laughs> Anyway, I don't think you get away with that episode nowadays. No. Neither should you. <laughs> anyway, bit of a sad one, this next one, called oh. Nails. This is the one where Linda has a crush on Andrew, the new boy at school, who has a secret. Uh, they have their first kiss, first love and first heartbreak. Not her first kiss, because she stalked her oh, yeah, brother. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew is actually a merman, and his fingernails <laughs> are really scales. He has to leave Linda and go to live with his mermaid mother in the sea. <laughs> I love you. Like, oh, this is where, <laughs> it's a sad this, one. This one took a bit of a bit more of a serious. Uh, a lot of kissing and you were like, yeah. and you were like, it's called nails. And I was like, fucking hell, that's a bit like, intense. Like, <laughs> sounds like like, like a British like. Andrew is from- a merman. <laughs> anyway, this is him saying goodbye. Alright. He's just saved a dad. Oh. And <laughs> some sexy mermaid mother is just <laughs> not yeah. sure. But Tony wishes he had that lipstick. <laughs> you don't have any choice. But it's okay. It's okay. Committing, to be fair. Like, yeah. Good performances. Yeah, good performances. Yeah. This is filmed quite nicely as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very much the twilight of the 90s. This. Yeah. They've never really done that, have they? No. Nah. A merman. And a... Nah. Didn't shy away from proper making out and back in the day. No. Nice. The... Oh. He's, he's an Australian merman. Good boy, <laughs> yeah. good boy. Good boy. Anyway. Uh, next up, the big burp. Uh, the one where Pete falls in love with a tree spirit called Genie after peeing on a tree. Now, when he does that, he then gets pregnant. <laughs> right? Because he's he's peed on the tree. So right. he needs to get pregnant. Right. And Genie, the tree woman thing, yeah. is like, oh, we're in love now. Right. Uh, so then he has to burp out a green baby in, in the school nurse's what, office. Why are obsessed with green babies? That's what I'm saying. Show. The weird parenting thing. Yeah, but they, why they've is already it, got why is no it always mom, a green baby. Now it's all just about like the boys becoming mothers and, yeah. and giving birth and all this kind of stuff. It's very strange. Uh, Linda Bronson and Gribble's gang help Pete with this weird and unexpected situation. Oh, they helped Pete. They didn't help Bronson, did they? Nah. <laughs> yeah. It was a single dad. Bronson. This is uh, Pete giving birth. Oh. And ran a twist. <laughs> Well, not giving birth, but being pregnant. I'll handle it, okay. This is Jeannie, the the tree goddess person that she met, who no one else can see. Morning, Pete. Morning. 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 
Is anything the matter? Nothing's wrong, it's just, well, you know Jeannie, that girl I was telling you about? Oh, the one that's not all there. <laughs> What's he saying? Nothing, it's okay. Oh, wow. She's really smart and intelligent. I love the idea he's like, oh, I can't possibly tell my family about, about this because they think I'm, I'm weird. Yeah, you've been through a lot. Yeah, it's like... I think they'll believe you. We've had Cabbage Patch Babies and remote yeah. controls that make you eat. Yeah. You know, spaghetti. You even fat. kiss your sister. Yeah, you kiss uh, your sister. I didn't get her pregnant. It's not the worst thing that's happened. No. Faye got you pregnant? What are you talking about? No, I'm pregnant to Jeannie. I'm having her baby. Have you been eating Faye's buns? Pete, I just want you to know that whatever happens, I'm here for you. But Dad, he's not biologically equipped to have babies. Just tell them it comes out through your mouth. Through my mouth? What? I can't have a baby through my mouth. I think we need to have a little chat. You seem a bit confused. Are you sure you're pregnant? Yes. She's got a big belly. I think we need to have a big chat. Do you reckon I'll still make it onto the footy team? Well. <laughs> That's Tony's fault for telling him that babies come down through the, the chimney. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, in the finale. So throughout season four, uh, every episode has a knight in armour who comes to the lighthouse through a magic door, right? right? At first, the knight's face is not seen because of a helmet, and then later the helmet is lifted. So each, you know, each episode yeah. revealing. So as a as a proper series finale. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, sort of. All right. Yeah. In the last episode, the Isle of Dreams, the knight is revealed to be a girl named Ariel who wants Pete to marry her. Poor Pete. Like Pete's just being dragged. Oh, he's just. You know, he just wants to live a life. Yeah. <laughs> just to go to school. Just you know, put some magical lipstick on. Yeah. Um, she wants him to marry her and live on this perfect island somewhere. The children say no, and Ariel in in the end uh, disappears with the island, and you know, fine. Mm. Um, and it yeah, just kind of end, ends like that. Oh, that's the end. And, but then it goes into this other story where Faye, the wife of Tony, now yeah. is having Tony's baby, who also happens to be called Ariel, and is born in in the last episode. But then she's turned into a frog, and then Tony has to try and revive her. So this is the final scene of of round the twist. Why is the baby called Ariel? Is the baby's not like a? It's not. I the assume same. it's a tribute. To, a, a, a tribute yeah. to the... It's not the same person. Right, but it's, it's a tribute to the knight... The weird knight that tried lady to, that tried to marry her son. Yeah, All right. yeah. don't yeah. worry about it. All anyway, right. these last few moments of Rana Twist. All right. Oh, oh my gosh, you must have Great boy. I think Faye's hungry. So yeah. Tony's holding a frog, who's actually Faye is, is his missus. Plenty more where that came from. What are we going to do without the book? How are we going to make them fall in love again? What do you mean? How are we supposed to get Faye back? You have to show her that you care. What? You know. Why is everyone dressed like Vikings? Oh, they got... They they went back in time for a while and they got stuck in the past and it's fine. You know what you have to do. I hope she won't think I'm taking advantage of her. Oh, Just do it. Don't worry about that, mate. Yeah. The sun's done far worse uh, with his magic lipstick. Some frog. Mr. T's gonna go to the lip lock. He's puckering up the power. He's closing his eyes. He's, he's leaning in, tiger. Yeah. Shut up! <laughs> She's human again. 
just in case you weren't aware. Yeah. <laughs> I should have the series just ended on snogging a frog and it didn't work. <laughs> That's the end. Oh, she's still oh, croaking. Is that a yes or a no? Well, she just stopped talking like a frog for the rest of her life? Unclear. But <laughs> that's how it ends. Yeah. See you next time. <laughs> to be fair, that wouldn't be the first of uh, Tony's wives that's croaked. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's the kind of bad taste joke that Bronson would make. I'm oh, sorry. Is, I apologize. Yeah. I apologize. Is, yeah. Anyway, so the first series of 13 episodes was part of a deal that the ACTF made with the Seven Network in September 1988, along with two other programs called Caboodle and The Greatest Tune on Earth. Haven't quite stood the test of time. No. No. The first series is based on Jennings' books Unreal, Quirky Tales, Unbelievable, Cabbage Patch Fib, and Uncanny, which were very popular among Australian children. Jennings wrote the scripts for the first and second series while Storm helped him as the script editor uh, and the co-writer. He also wrote, uh, Storm also wrote and edited the scripts for the third and fourth series. The series had four series during its 11-year run. 11-year run? Which, there's nothing else quite like it. No. So, the first series was filmed in 1989 and then aired in 1990, right? Yeah. But the next series didn't air until 1993. Yeah. So the kids had aged quite a bit by then. Why was there such a big gap? So uh, there was a lot of recastings involved yeah. because they didn't... They're very much stuck to the whole Simpsons-South Park thing where the kids, they yeah, always the, stayed the same age. Yeah. They didn't, like, but come to back. Tony's the same, but they recast the kids. Well, okay, the thing. So we'll get on that probably about the recastings later. Okay. But it then took another seven years before season three what? aired in 2000. And then oh, well, that, another one in 2001. Well, that's why it lasted so long. Yeah. yeah. But do you remember there being such a big gap? Because like... I don't think I... I, we, I can't have seen the latest. No, this is what I'm it saying. Must be, it must be that... I remember Rana 2 is always being on. Yeah. Um, when I was much younger. But I, was, I wasn't watching it when I was 14 in 2000. No. I don't think I was anyway. Um... So I don't remember watching it that late in the run. So did we just watch the first and second series? I, did they just repeat them? I think we must have not. I think by the time the later series rolled around, you would have been in high school and too busy <laughs> watching Keith eat donuts. So, But yeah, I just, they must have, CBBC or CRTV or whatever, they must yeah. have just, I suppose Mr. Ben only had six episodes and they just re repeated the same ones over yeah, and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. be like, is he ever going to wear anything else? <laughs> And keeps he says he can like put on any outfit and go to anywhere, but he seems to put on the same outfit the same again and again outfits, and, yeah. and always go to the same place. Um, so the production of the first series uh, started in uh, March 1989 and lasted for 13 weeks. Filmed at Melbourne uh, Film Studios and a real lighthouse on the coast of Victoria. Uh, the lighthouse where the Swiss family lived was the Split Point Lighthouse in Aries Inlet. Still there? Still there? Yeah. And you can go on tours of it. Yeah. If you want to go and see it, you can book it's tours. Gribble Gribble One. Yeah, so he's, he's got, got his wish. The tourist location. Yeah, shame. Um, but weirdly, according to the ACTF, the Australian Children's Television Foundation, the UK actually had the world premiere of Series 1. It aired in April 1990, four months before Australia got it. I wonder if... I wonder how big it is in Australia. I wonder if it's like Neighbours. No, where it's, it's, it's actually, big. Uh, but I wonder if it's like way bigger in the UK. Like if, if there's the same sort yeah. of nostalgia for around the twist in I, No, I in think Oz. it actually was... Yeah, it wasn't oh. like... Yeah, Neighbours is bigger deal over here, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the second series was made after... Yeah, the first series was a hit in Australia and abroad. And they, but again, they didn't start working on it until 92. It's like, why did it take you so long? Oh, that series made around the twist has been a pretty pretty... Big, big deal. Should make a second series. Yeah, I'll get around to it. I'm just, I'm just gonna have a few, <laughs> a few beers first, and then I, I guess I'll get around to it. 
have a have a <laughs> have a have a couple of Barbies and then some beers and then uh, Fosters, a couple of Fosters, couple well, of Fosters advert, four X. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing when you do that. Yeah, and then, uh, and, then, and then it will make a second. Tier. Oh fuck me, mate! It's, it's four years later. <laughs> Gotta get on there. <laughs> You're flaming galore. <laughs> uh, Apologies to any Australian. I don't think we have any. Do we have any Australian? No, 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 no. Not anymore. Checked out now. So in the second series, the adult actors were the same as before. Yeah. Um, except for Mr. Gribble and his wife, but. Uh, they actually they had to hold auditions mm. to find new child actors Pete, Linda and Bronson I thought they replaced the kids yeah. and then in the third and fourth series um, again they had to do the same thing because it had been so long yeah. they had to recast it again um, so yeah they to look for, by that point they more than 800 children tried out for Linda, Pete and Bronson that was a big deal then. as well as Rabbit, Tiger and Gribbs yeah uh, <laughs> uh, and then yeah so but yeah, were you still watching kids TV by 2000 slash 2001? No, I don't. I don't, I don't feel like maybe I was. Because, you know, we're 14, 15. I, 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 that on paper sounds like now. I was, I wasn't I, doing that anymore. Maybe I was. I was I, watching like SMTV Live. And... I, yeah, I feel like, yeah, but I feel like, I feel like looking back at those clips, I feel like I recognized uh, Gen 2. Yeah. Around, that's the cast I remember. Because I was. Do you I do remember that. Yeah, well, yeah. Cool. yeah season, season, so season, the, season two. Oh, right. So yeah. Because I was three. like. I was like, oh, Bronson, little ginger kid. And then, yeah. then he popped up looking after that Cabbage Patch kid. And I was like, oh, he's not ginger. And then I was like, oh, no, he is ginger. Yeah. Well, let's look at the cast. Yeah. So uh, Pete Twist, um, the first version was yeah. played by Sam Vandenberg. Yeah. Um, he played it from uh, yeah, 1989 to 1990. Then Ben Thomas played the uh, second version. He went on to appear in 11 episodes of Neighbours as Sean Slater. Not the, not the same character as... Not that Sean Slater. Who was in EastEnders. No. Right. Uh, Ryan McLean then played Pete for series three and four so for a lot of you he's probably the one that you know more because he played it the longest most. yeah he then later went on to appear briefly in Home and Away I think that's just the thing you do isn't it you either, either, either neighbours are Home and Away yeah the original Linda Twist was Tamsin West in the first season and she was the person what who sang the theme tune how old was she like 14, 15 great voice great voice um, she then recreated this in 2004 um, apparently, as part of a project by students at Bournemouth Uni, which I went to uh, a few years before I went to it, um, with Dave Benson Phillips from Get Your Own Back fame, introducing it. Oh, so Dave Benson Phillips comes out and goes, Get Your Own well, Back! And then she just sang the... This is what the YouTube description of this video says. That is like the ultimate... Imagine if you were at uni and that happened. It's like yeah. the ultimate 90s nostalgia. How did they sort that out? Uh, like, how do they go... Well, Dave hasn't got much going on. We could probably get Dave. Yeah. But how did they get, like, Tams in? Was she living in the UK? Did they, like, if she was in Australia, did they just get her to film it and send it back to them? What these was kid, it for? These kids are some Geniuses. initiative. Yeah, yeah, better than what we did at Bournemouth. Really. <laughs> anyway, here's a little, a little clip of her coming back in 2004. So a good, what, just over, that about 14 years later? Yeah. Yeah. Please welcome Tams in West, singing the theme tune of Round the Twist. Oh. <laughs> Here she is. I say modern, this is ages ago now, I say 20 years ago. Still, still got it? But yeah, recommend watching Right. That. But yeah, like, yeah. how do they get, how do they pull that off? <laughs> Jealous. Um, so that was that and then uh, she was replaced by um, 
Jolene, how would you pronounce this? All right. Oh, wow. Um, Knagarak? Yeah, let's just say that. That, she, was, that was just a noise. But. She was Linda in series two, yeah. and then um, Ebony Massini in three and four. Uh, and then Rodney McLennan played Bronson in series one, the OG Bronson, followed by Jeffrey Walker in series two. Now, yeah. Jeffrey has been very successful. Well, he's the one I, I recognise. Yeah, so he he's now a successful Hollywood director. What? He's shot episodes of Bones, Modern Family, and Young Rock, among many others. Wow. Uh, and then uh, Matthew Waters took over for series three and four. Yeah. Uh, Richard Moir played the original Tony, the dad, in the first two series, but sadly he was diagnosed with Parkinson's for oh. series three and then retired from acting. And then he was replaced by uh, famous Australian actor Andrew S. Gilbert. Oh, I didn't realise he'd replaced Tony. He looked, yeah. looked very similar. Yeah. yeah. And then prolific Australian actress Bunny Brooke was the original Nell, but she died age 79 in 2000 and was replaced by Marion Heathfield in series three and four. So I can't think of any other like show which had so many recastings yet you sort of got away with it. Yeah. Like, no, it didn't seem to matter. Did I don't, you didn't notice when you were a kid. No, no. It's like in Back to the Future where I didn't realise oh, it was Michael J. Fox playing his daughter. Uh, or or the, um, they replaced Crispin Glover. And yeah. He's got another guy wearing his face. And um, Jennifer was different. I just didn't notice. Never, no, never didn't clocked notice. it. Didn't notice didn't that the shoe took over. Anyway, fact smash. Fact smash. Fact smash. Smash the wanna facts. You want to smash those facts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what that was. Uh, so the lyrics and music of the theme song were written by Andrew Duffield yeah. and sung by Tamsin West yeah. it borrowed lines from nursery rhymes such as there was an old lady who swallowed a fly Humpty Dumpty and rain rain go away uh, song was used and I don't remember this happening no. in a Halloween TV advert from Sainsbury's in 2018 no memory of that it happened apparently in the UK yeah. I don't think five years ago I feel like yeah, I when that. was that I would have loved that yeah apparently not don't remember that <laughs> I didn't because yeah, I don't remember well, it maybe it didn't happen no. if I didn't see it it didn't happen uh, full length round the twist feature film was developed and written by Storm and Bosley under Storm's guidance a storyline workshop for the feature film was held way back in October 1994 that's early days yeah production was planned for 97 to 98 you know these Australians need four years between each thing <laughs> they, they, yeah. they, they put the idea in like right let's uh, have a few barbies well, let's, let, let's let it percolate yeah. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great idea mate but uh, let's, let's, let's leave it leave it to brew for four uh, years we'll come back to it and uh, see how we feel. And we'll, we'll recast everyone. Yeah, we'll have. Oh, 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 fucking hell, mate! The kids are kids are fucking old now. They fucking, you know, they were, he's probably old enough now to, to snog his teacher without it being illegal. Let's uh, let's get some let's get some new kids in. All right. Um, but funding for the project was not granted. Oh. Um, Edgar explains in her book Bloodbath. I love that it's called Bloodbath. Why is it called Bloodbath? <laughs> what, the, what the fuck else <laughs> was she been up to? A lot. Yeah. Uh, the feature films based on TV are rarely financed by distributors they must compete with big budget films and are typically launched during the school holidays among many other complicated factors uh, despite Edgar's best efforts to have the Round the Twist feature film come to fruition the project was scrapped but as I say fans can now take a 45 minute tour of the lighthouse used in the Twist family home it's called the Split Point Lighthouse in Aries Inlet, Victoria so if you ever find yourself in those parts you've got to go there yeah surely yeah, I, I I feel like they could take me to any lighthouse in Australia there and I'd just be like, yeah, yeah, oh, it's oh, definitely oh, no, it's the one from, there must be some like, you know, dodgy ones going on. Where it's like, yeah. Oh, it's definitely the lighthouse from around the twist. And they're like, yeah, well, I, I don't really remember. Uh, sure. I believe you. I'll take yeah. it for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, very much like the Space Jam website. Oh, which the original, uh, yeah. Well, Space Jam website is, is down now. It's oh, got, is it? It's gone down now. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So I think, I think because they did the Space Jam sequel right. and they got rid of it. Well, that's a stupid idea. Right, it's cultural vandalism is yeah, what it is. is. Yeah. Well, you can still go on a very similar Round the Twist website um, at roundthetwist.com. Um, it just looks so 
of like late nineties, you know, yeah. GeoCities style <laughs> website. Yeah. Uh, and also, the Queen once visited the Round of Twist set during a tour of Australia. And on Matthew Waters' website, one of the Bronsons, yeah. he said, uh, this was the most amazing day when I got to guide HRH Queen Elizabeth II on the set of Round the Twist. Many years... Now, no citations for this. Yeah. I'll believe, Matthew. Yeah. Many years later, I bumped into Prince Harry in a trendy bar in London. Yeah. Did you? Where we chatted about Round the Twist VHS videos that his grandma took home with him for uh, for him and William. Like, now, mate, I love, I love, oh, Round the Twist. I love Round, the, I love Round the Twist. It's a very good impression. Gra- granny used to bring me, Granny <laughs> used to bring me VHS videos. Have you ever for me and Willie ever felt like this when strange things happen? Are you going Round the Twist? But the idea that Matthew, yeah, had the balls because Harry's not going to recognise you, mate. Yeah, to go up to Prince Harry and go, mate. You're assuming it was now. You're assuming it was that around Harry's like. Oh, oh you Matthew, were, you were Bronson. You were the my the, boy Bronson, middle Bronson, <laughs> the best Bronson, the second Bronson. Yeah, I can't believe it. It must have met. It must have happened that way around. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I, I hope that happened because yeah. that's amazing. So, looking at its legacy, Paul Jennings told the Guardian. Even as I was writing the scripts, um, they were starting to reference the past in my own childhood rather than what was actually existing in the real world at the time. I can look back on a childhood and exploring drains, building underground huts, leaving home early and returning after dark, having been off catching yabbies or fishing at the beach miles from home. The world is more dangerous now, but I do feel it is a little sad that adventure is disappearing. And then Patricia Gregor said, Round the Twist did transform kids' TV and redefine what a children's programme should be. Programmes today are made by committees. Every contributor to the budget, government fund, uh, funders, distributors, program buyers, all think that they can have a say and most productions are compromised by market demands. If they start with a good idea in the first place, uh, Round of Twist was developed over more than a year with draft after draft being written before I attempted to find funding. Patricia sounds a little bit... Uh, a little bit um, sour grapes yeah a little yeah. bit what, a bl- what? bloodbath having to go by <laughs> she's she's still angry about the film that that, yeah. that, that never got made uh, no she's right like films uh, you know films and TV shows they're made by committees now so you wouldn't be allowed to make an episode where like a kid snogged his teacher uh, or, or damn it or god, god damn it yeah. or a kid like gave vomited birth. gave birth or vomited spaghetti gave birth yeah. out of his mouth or vomited oh, spaghetti way, over everyone gave birth to that, that kid and then just didn't see the kid ever again, by the way. Oh, so he's a... The tree just took the kid off him. And so... Absent father. They, they picked on Bronson. Yeah. But Bronson wanted to look after the he kid. He tried. And had his kid... But Pete was, was single dad. To... Pete was a deadbeat dad. Yeah. 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 As for the future, Jennings... And a sexual deviant. <laughs> Jennings added, <sighs> I would be happy to talk with the ACTF about reusing the original storylines or making my more recent short stories available if they were interested for new material. Or should Round the Twist just be left as it was? What do you think? Is that what he said? That's what he's asking. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, wow. What do you think? Uh, I feel like it would be a good one to, to revisit. Yeah. Reboot. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Well, you've already recast it so many times. It doesn't matter, does no, it? No, exactly. Yeah. Like, we've not got a particular attachment to the... Yeah. Now, what I found interesting was put out the question for Round the Twist yeah. on our socials. And what I find really interesting is, unlike us who didn't remember anything about Round the Twist, yeah. Yeah. is that asking what do you think of, apart from the theme tune, obviously, yeah. people just had moments and memories of certain episodes and, and just crazy happenings. Yeah, kind of stuff. iconic images yeah. bur- burnt into their into their brains. So I'm just going to read them yeah. with no context. Sans context. So Mostly because you have none to offer. Nah, but. they have time. But <laughs> you listening at home yeah. will probably know what's going on here. Yeah. So Ollie said, the amazing theme tune, obviously, and the taxidermied fox with terrifying human eyes. Yeah. Of course. Sam said, the pissing contest. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mog said... 
got to be the propeller penis and the swimming competition. Of course. <laughs> and then Pete B said, up the pong. The ice sculpture that came to life and the invisible lipstick episode. We, got oh, we, we, we did cover that one. Excellent theme tune too. Uh, still got the box set somewhere. There's a box set. Yeah. And Richard W said, the seagulls. Yeah. See? Yeah. Everyone has a memory of, of that. Uh, and, 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 and there's no other show where you could be like, oh, you remember the seagulls and the taxidermy the humanized and the propeller penis and the one where he vomited spaghetti over everyone and, and the go, one where yeah. he put on the lipstick and he was a sexual deviant and yeah. the one where he adopted a cabbage patch baby. And, no. Yeah. Don't get that in the wire, do you? <laughs> no. No. So thoughts? <sighs> Flabbergasted. Yeah. If I'm honest. Yeah, no. Like, it's... I, I remember it being, as a kid... Like I, I, I watched it. I loved it. I enjoyed it. Um, but I remember it <laughs> being slightly unsettling because it was so, yeah. it was so weird. Yeah, so weird. And and this, looking back on it, has done nothing to disabuse no. me of that notion. No, very odd show. But it is. I love it because it is such a kind of like microcosm, perfect example of '90s kids TV. And she's right in the fact that like it would, it would not be made now. It's no. for better or worse. This is something that could have only been made for kids TV in the 90s. Uh, baffling, absolutely like off its rocker. Yeah. But brilliant. Yeah. We, the fact And the fact that like, it's, yeah, okay, we all remember the theme tune, but it's not, we don't all just remember one episode. Everyone there remembered a different episode, a different, yeah. like there's so many weird images and iconic moments that, that jump out at you. Okay, well, that is it for this episode. Um, for more nostalgia bait, including a load of 90s kids' favourites, including Animals of Farthing Wood, Tiny Toons, Live and Kicking, and countless others, head to twogeeks2beers.com or subscribe to us everywhere, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and beyond. And we're on all the socials, at Two Geeks Cast on Facebook, X, yeah. or Twitter, uh, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, or get in touch on podcast at twogeeks2beers.com. That's our email address. Mm. Uh, you can also support us on Patreon. Uh, we always record a mini-sode with each episode, and you can only hear them on there. Recent ones we've done include uh, Bad Movie, Brilliant Scene, and Our Greatest Cinema Experiences. So head to patreon.com slash twogeekscast, and you can also get merch and other goodies, including a beer mat, which you get automatically yeah. uh, when you when you sign up. In fact, a big thank you to our latest uh, supporters on there, Roderick Folk and Sarah Scott. We've talked a lot about, like, great names. What a name. And, like, Sarah Scott's a cool name yeah, as well, actually. both great names. But Roderick, Roderick Folk. Roderick Folk, I mean... That is top notch. Are you like right a, are you a, are you a private eye, Roderick? Yeah. Roderick Falk, <laughs> attorney at law. Yeah, he's like yeah. I was. I was. Uh, I I subscribed to the Patreon, and <laughs> after that, I uh, yeah, it's like what a great name. Great name. Yeah, I solved the mystery of the Maltese Falcon. <laughs> signing up for the Patreon, Roderick <laughs> Roderick Falk. Well, funny that you're doing a voice like that because I was thinking yeah. we should end this episode with you doing the round of twist lyrics, right? To a, a voice of your choice. What do you want to do? Do you want to do? All right. Well, no. Uh, so, so you you throw me some uh, some voices. Well, it was always James Stewart. That's okay, all, that's always my favourite. All right. Well, well, well. But but like keep throwing them at me, and I'll I'll uh, as, Arnie, as, as we go through. Oh, should we just keep going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I'll get the lyrics up for you. Okay. So I'll 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 start with one. So give me one to start with, and then to keep throwing me names, and I'll I'll, I'll keep changing. So. Okay. So okay. Uh, so. James Stewart. Okay. Uh, uh, have you ever, uh, ever felt like this? Uh, have strange things happen? Are you going round the twist? Arnie. Have you ever, ever felt like this? <laughs> it's terrible. <sighs> have strange things happened? Are you going round the twist? David Tennant. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> if all the king's horses and king's men couldn't put me back together again, <laughs> I'd say, rain, rain, go away, come again another day, hey, Hello. hey. Oh hey, no, it felt like this. Hey, strange things happen. Are you going around um, twist? Uh, I've already I've run out. Um, oh. uh, who else we got? He's always oh, uh, Sean Connery. Uh, have you ever uh, ever felt like this? Of strange things happened. Are you going around the twist? Roger Moore. Oh well, if you heard the word <laughs> about the bird and the spider, it wiggled and wriggled and jiggled inside. Tom Baker. Ah, oh, have you? <laughs> have you ever? Ever felt like this? Have strange things happened? Are you going round the twist? And then, who's your favourite? Who would you want to end with? Who should I? Who should, who should I end with? Um, um, who do we always do? Who do we? <laughs> who's left? I don't know. Um, uh, Daniel Craig. I can't. I can't really see. I can't really see. No. Oh, I know. Who? Uh, of course, Pierce. <laughs> Have you ever, ever felt like this? Have strange things happened? Are you going around the twist? <laughs> very good. I <laughs> dread. Oh. That's very good. Oh. If I made more of an effort and picked people, that would have been a great, great yeah. little feature. But yeah. Anyway, cheers. All right. Apologies. All right. So as you'd expect, there are a few remixes around the twist out yeah. there. Um, this was my favourite yeah. uh, by Jesse Block. See what you make of this. Now, again, I'm annoyed that there was never a full-length version. Yeah. But this is great. Imagine being in a club. I know. If this, this came on. If we ever did like a Two Geeks disco night. Oh, yeah. This is so good. Really good. If you uh, if you only listen to this podcast and you don't watch the video version, you're just not my, <laughs> you are, my yeah, moves. You are enjoying it. If you were told this was David Guetta, <laughs> you'd say no. It's it's too, it's, you'd say no. It's too good. <laughs> it's too good. Really good. Around the twist. Great. Oh, I know. When will the beat drop? It just gets there. Really good. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. This is bloody good. That's really good. Really good. So I, I would I would lose my shit if they dropped that into club. Check that out. Yeah. For the full version. Jesse Block. And then, as I say, annoyed there wasn't a full-length version, yeah. but I found a pretty good cover version yeah. that we'll end with. Yeah. This is by a band called Chelsea Manor, and it's just a really faithful cover. Really yeah. good. Just really, really good. good. So let's have a listen. I like the idea that they, like us, were like, there's no full-length version. Let's just make our own. Let's make one. Have you ever pretty good. Ever felt like this? How strange things happen. You and the artwork has the lighthouse in it, which I like. Yeah. Good. Nothing to say about it. It's just good. It's not even funny. It's just good. <laughs> just really good. Yeah. Uh, well done. Yes. See? Hey. 
I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. TV themes peaked really in the nineties, didn't it? That and Sweet Valley High. Absolutely, and, and Heartbreak High. Yeah, a, a, a great thing. Yeah. Great thing. Not the same. No, different. Very different. Very different. Yeah, but, but equally good. Yeah. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye.